uh, what can I say, unwashed skin. <laughs> the smell of horse and blood and dirt. Oh my god. <laughs> Just sounds really appealing. <laughs> to romancing <laughs> sorry what your face Steph you were looking at me so serious like what are you doing I'm like I'm doing the same thing I do every single week why are you looking at me you look so bitchy <laughs> I wasn't actually looking at you I was looking at the my, my voice recording anyways continue well, uh, hello everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Romancing the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. <laughs> and uh, today, uh, we didn't have anything for you. So, <laughs> so <laughs> we're doing what we usually do uh, in case of emergency, and that's uh, a bite-sized. So, let's catch up. Sure. Not chill. Let's just catch up. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys? How you been? What are you up to nowadays? Pretty good. Pretty good, she says. <laughs> <laughs> With a smile. As what are you reading now? I'm still reading a Germani fanfic and I started a new mafia romance book. Ooh, what's the book? Mafia Mistress by Mila Finelli. Mafia Mistress? Mm. Is it reverse harem? No. Okay. Okay, tell us more. Yeah, girl, you can't How's just leave going? us like that. I'm not I'm not that far. I'm only like 2% in. But basically, oh, okay. this girl wakes up with, I guess, like hungover from like a party. She snuck in her boyfriend into her room. Uh-huh. And her dad comes knocking on the door, telling her to come, down, to come downstairs because he needs to talk to her. So she sneaks the boyfriend out, um, out the window. She... Gets ready, goes downstairs, and goes into the dad's office. And there's, like, a bunch of men in there that she doesn't recognize. And the dad introduces her to this guy. And this guy looks at her and asks her if she's 18. She says yes. And then the guy looks at the dad and says, okay, she'll do. <laughs> and she's just like, she's like, what do, you, what do you mean I'll do? Like, do for what? And then the dad and the Girl. guy are... Are having a conversation and like, okay, like the dad says something like, um, you guys can, we can prepare and get ready for you guys to get married next month. And then he says, no, actually we leave for Italy tomorrow. So we're going to do it tomorrow. And that's as far oh. as I've gotten. <laughs> my God. Oh my God. This is just like the first 2%. Oh my God. Seems interesting. Seems promising. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, consider me intrigued. Uh, I want to know more about that. So hopefully it's good. What about you girls? What are you girls reading? So I've been on a Viking kick. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What can I say? Unwashed skin. (laughs) (laughs) The smell of horse and blood and dirt. Oh my God. (laughs) Just sounds really appealing to me. (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, so I've been reading, um, so, so I finished, um, uh, it's called Season of the Sun by Catherine Coulter, I think is her name. Um, and I really freaking enjoyed that one. And I'm actually going to tell you guys a little bit about it because I don't think I'm going to, uh, ever mention it in, well, or not mention it, mention it in like detail in a catch up and show. Okay. So these are old school historical romance. Very much uh, bodice ripper ish esque, you know, flirting with that line for sure. Uh, they were written in the early nineties, so that tells you something about the kind of hero that's here in the in these books. I will say though that while yes, there are a lot of problematic themes and scenes and things <laughs> happening in these books, she actually writes heroines that you know give as much as they get type of thing you know like okay. I feel like my main issue with some of the older romances is that oftentimes you have this like really dark broody hero who's very problematic and but then the the heroine is kind of like about as you know interesting as paper or some shit you know <laughs> like very like very boring and very like not reactive in any way uh but hers are like actually quite brave and like you know like they fight back um but anyway to tell you what this first book is about basically you have this viking guy who's in this town to do some trading of goods and such and um he sees this lady um in the town square um and he you know observes her for a day or two and he's like I'm a wife that one up. <laughs> and he literally goes up to her, literally, and he's like, Hi, this is my name, and I'm we're gonna get married. We are to be married. Like he literally tells her that and she's like, Excuse me. <laughs> but you know, he's quite charming and he's not like, you know, a bad guy at first. Uh so she's like, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> but um she's living with um her stepfather and her stepfather is disgustingly very much into her. Oh. There's no blood between them, but, like, he's just, like, I don't know. He's creepy. Creepy vibes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you can imagine that the stepfather is, like, I am absolutely not letting go of you because if anyone's going to marry you, it's going to be me. Yeah. You know? Is her mother alive? No. Her mother is dead. And she has this little sister um, who uh, the little sister was is actually uh, deaf because when she was younger, at like something like two years old, the stepfather hit her so hard that she lost her hearing. Um, so everyone kind of Aww. assumes that she's just like dumb. It, this is like we're in like 1060 something here. So like you can imagine, you know, the yeah. attitudes of people towards people like that that are a little different. Yeah. Uh, anyways, long story short, uh, her stepfather um, basically threatens her uh, and is like, well, if you don't tell this Viking guy that you don't want him and that you were just playing with him, uh, then I'm going to kill your sister. So she goes to the oh. Viking and she lies. She's like, I never wanted you. I just played you along. I was just having fun with you. Like, you're nothing. I'm not interesting. You're a Viking. Like, why, why would I ever want you? type of thing and you can imagine that our hero is like what the fuck he leaves and then comes back a month later and finds her uh 
being sold as a slave by the king because she was accused, wrongfully so, of killing her stepfather, poisoning him to his death because she has been, in fact, married to her stepfather in the meantime. Uh, this is all, like, very much the beginning. A lot happens. <laughs> there A lot oh happens God. in these books. But, like, that is true for old school romance, I feel like. Like, a lot fucking happens in those books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so he finds her and he's like, well... I guess I'm just going to buy her. So he he buys her, makes her a slave, and their start is very, very rocky. And he brings her back to his land. And yeah, I mean, I was actually like really freaking impressed with how much I was into it type of thing. Like, it is very angsty. Like, I just, I really freaking enjoyed it a lot. And I'm reading the second one now, which is completely unrelated to the first one, at least so far. Like, I'm not seeing any, like, you know, connection between any of the characters. Mm-hmm. But um, this one, uh, this guy, this Viking guy goes to, um, the, the heroine is also a Viking princess or whatever. I don't, I don't know the terminology. <laughs> She's of a Viking family. <laughs> Um, and he goes to her brother's land, her, her stepbrother, a lot of like step stuff (laughs) here, (laughs) but he goes there to kill the brother and the brother's not even there. So he kind of makes a fool of himself, gets hurt. She has to nurse him back to health, but she's, she's, I love that. She's nursing him back to health only so that her brother can kill her better when he comes back. And so he sees her as this like witch and there's the whole like knife to the throat type situation here oh, yeah. and uh eventually he's like well i'm just gonna grab you and make you my prisoner because that way i can bargain with your brother and that will entice him to come to me and then i can kill him for real we don't know yet like what the brother has done to yeah. anger him to that extent and she doesn't know either so now she's just stuck with him on his island i do want to try the first book out for sure because yeah it just sounds interesting and i just want to i want to try it out yeah but mm-hmm. cannot cannot overstate like problematic things yeah so if if that's something that's like absolutely you cannot look past these are not for you but if you can look past it um they call a lot of like the tropes that are my catnip tropes you know like mm-hmm. yeah Oh yeah. Oh no. I think you would like the first one, Seth. Okay. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say it was the perfect book, but like No. Uh I certainly like had like some things that I was like, mm, I wish that could have been done like differently or whatnot, but the angst. I think you're gonna feel it. Like I was feeling the those like heart what do you call oh, them? The I the heart for that pain. Phantom heartache syndrome. Fa- mm-hmm. That there you go. <laughs> I was feeling that for sure, for sure. Yeah. So oh, I love feeling that. So and then I'm also like reading eight billion Germione fanfics at the same time, so <laughs> I'm not gonna go any into any of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh what about you, Seth? What are y'all reading? Well, I am still reading Crescent City Two, so a house of sky and breath, um, by Sarah J. Mass. Mm-hmm. And I'm about seventy six percent in, so I'm like I'm at like the home stretch. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. like there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about it really because uh, you both still have to read it. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. But since I can't talk about Crescent City, I can talk about the new K drama I'm watching. Yeah. Um, and it's a uh, business proposal. 
and it's on Netflix. And there's about seven, seven episodes out right now, so I'm watching it as they come up. And it's just like, it's so cheesy, but it's just such a light, stress-free show that I'm just loving mm-hmm. so much. Is this the guy with the glasses you girls mentioned? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so the guy with the glasses is, like, the second lead. So, like, there's two couples in the show. Um, So, like, him and his girl are, like, the second couple. But, like, the first couple, basically their show is uh, – not their show. Their storyline is um, – he needs a wife because his grandpa wants him to get married and have children. So he just, like, makes this arrangement up with this girl. Um, but she is, like, a stand-in for her best friend, um, who's the second lead girl. Um, so she goes on this date pretending to be her best friend. And, like, she tries to, like, sabotage the date completely by, like, making herself appear, like, vapid. And, like, just – it was just really funny. And then um, – so he obviously is like, nah, this is just – I'm just I'm just not going to look anymore. This is the girl that I'm going to, like, marry. It's just whatever. Just a business proposal and then her friend ends up um kind of liking the guy with the glasses which is like the main guy's I guess assistant and like best friend and like anyways he's really hot the second guy is just like so hot with his glasses I don't know as you have to see it but like basically he can't look past like because the truth comes out really early on that she was not at the the date that she was supposed to be on and it was actually her best friend. So, like, he can't look past that she lied to his best friend and his boss um, about that. So, they're more, like, slow burn in the sense where, like, he doesn't want to entertain anything. And she ends up being his neighbor. She's like, oh, we could just be friends. You know, we live in the same building. And he's like, nope, not happening. But obviously, we know from, like, the get-go he has feelings for her. But he won't let it go past anything. That being said, I actually really enjoy both couples. And that rarely happens where you enjoy both couples. Um, in shows, and I love them. I love them both, and I can't wait for the next episode. Moving on to today's <laughs> topic of conversation. Uh, basically, if you're new here, uh, bite-sized basically just means that we have bite-sized conversations <laughs> for about an hour, and there is no rhyme or reason. There's no direction. There's no planning, note-taking nothing we just come not utterly unprepared yeah utterly unprepared uh and just see where it takes us so we do have like a starting point like we have to give ourselves (laughs) at least like one thing um and today we decided to talk about spoilers (laughs) how we feel about spoilers have we ever been spoiled for something major? And also, yikes, have we ever f- spoiled someone by mistake? <laughs> S is nodding her head. <laughs> oh, Why do we still have a house phone is really the question here. We still have a house phone over here because my parents uh, use it to call Guyana. We have a house phone, but we only have it because my mom's been trying to cancel... Um, like cable and all that and they yeah. don't want to let her go so they keep telling her we'll give it to you cheaper and cheaper and cheaper oh, no. and she changed the number for the house phone so it just rings but no one has a number so there's just random people that call um anyways so spoilers who wants to start how about we just start with how do you feel about spoilers because i do think it's a very touchy subject 
you know, there's certainly a conversation to be had about uh, some people feel that trigger warnings are spoilery and that therefore they shouldn't be on the blurb. Maybe we can have that conversation later on. But uh, let's start with just how do you feel about spoilers? Are you a spoiler hater? spoiler enthusiast for me it depends on the situation some books or some tv shows or some movies i just like have this high anxiety around that i feel like if i know what happens i'll be okay with it i so Um, understand what you mean by high anxiety yeah (laughs) for certain things in life perfectly understand that statement yeah i mean but like more or less i don't if it's not something that i'm like like, I've invested a lot of my energy uh-huh. in it. I don't care about spoilers. Like, I won't – not that I don't care. I just – I won't go searching for them. Mm-hmm. But if it's something like, for example, like a Sarah J. Mass book or, like, you know, Star Wars and that was a thing, um, yeah. I would go searching for them. You but would I, I, go searching for them? I would. But... Oh, and she's horrible, too. Like, she will go looking, then she'll find something that she doesn't like or makes her even more stressed. Then she puts off watching or reading the thing that it is for months and months, <laughs> if not years. It, yeah. She's terrible. <laughs> I am, but I will say I tried my hardest. Like my, I'm being honest here. You better fucking be honest. <laughs> no, we're just straight up lying all the time on here. For Crescent City too, I tried my hardest to not get spoiled because I was like, I'm going on vacation as soon as it comes out. I don't like, I don't want to look at anything. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can so do it because you know I'm not going to be on TikTok or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm on my trip, and then of course I get spoiled, and I'm like, great. <laughs> so like, I wasn't even actively searching for that spoiler, but I was like, before I get any more like you know spoiled i was just like let me also you did get spoiled for christmas i did and i was so annoyed i am so close to asking questions i should not be asking that i'm just gonna move on that's how you (laughs) feel about spoilers (laughs) the only spoilers i like are the ones that i go searching for myself other than that i i avoid spoilers i don't want to know anything about the book i don't have the the same thing that you girls have where it's like you're anxious to know how certain uh-huh, things play really? out. Oh, you're lucky. I want to go blind, as blind as I can. Uh-huh. I'm dying to look at the Bridgerton spoilers. Oh, God. Like, I'm literally I've, like... I've, <gasps> I've seen things. By the time this comes out, we've watched mm. it. Uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah, we'll be done. But if I do come across a spoiler for a book... Um, it usually ruins my excitement for it, so I'll put off reading yeah, whatever book until yeah. I forget about the spoiler. And then... But then you say the only ones you like are the ones that you go looking for. Have you ever done that and then regretted it? No, I don't think anything comes to mind where I've gone to look and like regret it. Or like, do you search up when you're watching a show, like, is X and X married? Or do they get married? Is that what you search up? Is that like no. the type of thing that you search up? I usually search up, like, kind of, um, I guess, how certain things will play out. I feel like I never used to be super anxious about things. I mean, like Seth said, like, there were certain things in my life that I was like, you know, I have to know if anybody's gonna die. (laughs) Mostly (laughs) Sarah J. Mass' Star Wars, like she said. Um, but they kind of left me a little scarred. So, yeah. so I do go out 
and research things. Mostly when, interestingly, mostly when I go outside of my little romance bubble and like mm. go looking for other media because mm. then I, I don't have that like safety blanket of like, I know somehow we're going to make it out okay and the people that need to survive are going to survive. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. when you when you, you know, go past that little bubble, it's like, well, anybody can die and you're not you don't know that you're going to get a happy ever after for these people. True. I will say though, I don't mind spoilers. If anything, most of the time being told spoilers for me actually enhances my excitement for something. Really? Um. Obviously, it depends on the spoiler. Like, if I'm told, like, oh, this person is, you know, dies at the end, that's not going to make me want to read it. But, but if I'm told certain things, oftentimes it can actually really enhance my excitement from, you know, just being like mildly interested in something to being like, oh, oh, now that's okay. something I'm I'm looking forward to. Even if someone spoiled an entire scene for me, it's like, yeah, but it's going to be different when I read it. As opposed yeah. to when someone told me about it, you know? <laughs> I will say I agree with that. And I think case in point is when uh, S talked about Pack Darling mm. um, and that scene. Right. She spoiled the, you the know, entire thing for us. <laughs> Spoiler, sorry. Uh, that was some scene that, like, made me really want to read that book and I will get to it, I promise. Yeah, here. spoiler alert. Not only are we going to talk about spoiler, but there will be spoilers <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> so... We're spoiling things for you today. <laughs> oh, God. Here's here's an hour of us saying, I hate spoilers, and then spoiling everything for everyone. <laughs> to be fair, most of these things that we're going to discuss have probably been out for years. So if you've been living under a rock, that's your fault. Have you guys ever been spoiled? Like a major spoiler that really changed your experience of a book, perhaps. Or piece of media. <laughs> I mean, I think you know the elephant in the room. We all know what that is. <laughs> Talk about it, though. I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> so I was let's, not that. let's transport ourselves back to December. I don't know, like 18, 16. It was like 2019. The 16th of December. Yeah. Well, I, I, okay, let, let's just come out and say it. We're talking about The Rise of Skywalker and how we were spoiled for that. Um, I can actually, like, I it's, it's like a visceral uh, memory in my brain. <laughs> yeah. I remember going to bed. It was the night of the premiere. Some uh, people were invited to that world premiere to watch the movie before, you know, uh, roughly two days before everyone else. Um so I remember going to bed because th that premiere was like, you know, 9 or 10 p.m. L.A. time. So I was like, I'm just going to go to bed and like, of course, everything's going to be great and happy and there's no stress. It's, you know, very... Yeah, because beforehand we had like talked days and days on like how we thought this movie was going to go. Very oblivious. Um, yeah. I go to bed and I can't sleep for shit. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. I grab my phone at 3 a.m. Your soul knew something was wrong. Yeah, I knew deep yeah. down. I was like, something doesn't feel right. At 3 a.m., I finally grab my phone. I go on Twitter and I see 
Yeah. <laughs> what do you see? I mean, I don't know. You've you've seen the movie, so can I? You've spoil seen it. You went for nachos. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. Let's okay. Talk about it. Go ahead. Don't hold okay. Back. Okay. So I see on my timeline just so many. I was very much like into the Star Wars fandom at that point, so my whole timeline was Star Wars people. Yeah. I see people angry. I see people grieving. I see people crying out for help. Literally, like, emotionally in distress on my timeline. Like, it was, a like, horror. It was just horror. And I'm like, what the fuck? And, of course, it doesn't take long to realize... Well, it's it was very much like um, a bizarre experience. Because it was, like, realizing that Raylo is real and they kiss. Being like, oh, my God, Raylo is real and they kiss. And then yeah. the next tweet was like, but then he dies. And so you never got to live in that moment of like happiness and just like absolute joy that this thing that this ship that you love so much and you've dedicated so much time to. And not only that, just the idea like everyone kept telling us, oh, you made this up. It's toxic. Oh, my gosh, that's not real. That too. Of course, Uh, you never got to to just like swim in those feelings of happiness Mm -hmm. because he's dead. I did go, you know, looking for that because a week prior, people had started leaving Twitter entirely, like deleting the app because they didn't want to get spoiled. Yeah. And so for two days, it was it was absolute mayhem, chaos. (laughs) I've never seen such a dark place in my life. Agreed. People were genuinely in distress, like. I am not kidding. Like, people were sharing, like, uh, you know, helplines left, right, and center. People were feeling suicidal. People were feeling like they had lost someone real in their life. And, like, I, I remember my reaction. I remember Sif's reaction. Like, <laughs> I think I did I call you crying? I feel like I, I think we did. Crying. Like, I remember fucking crying in the shower, being like, what? You know, like just <laughs> you just feel so blindsided. I think that was yeah. what was hard to to it. to grapple with. It's just like, where did this come from? Why would they do that? That makes no sense. Why would they do this to to a piece of media that they've they've put years and and, and insane amounts of money into to finish it like that? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so went through all the stages of grief. <laughs> with that one i think i'm still stuck on the grief part yeah uh, but then <laughs> two years later guys but then it was so insane to think that some people had left they had no idea and yeah. i was going to a premiere with a couple Raylos that live you know in my area and some of those girls had not been spoiled and so i had to sit in that theater watch the absolute joy on their face when the kiss happens and like you know feeling happy myself like oh my god i'm seeing it on the big screen because i hadn't seen it you know i just heard that it happens and then knowing what happens next and then seeing their reaction that was like i cannot explain to you that feeling of because we had dinner before and like their excitement and me trying to not say anything, not act like I've been fucking crying my eyes out for yeah. two days straight and feeling like I've been run over by a bus and someone died because someone did die, you know? Like, because anyway, that was 
a whole experience and I did not spoil anything for anyone in that moment. Well, that's great for you. Um, My case was not the same. I remember reading that um, because that was the time I went to bed at like five o'clock and I'm I'm kidding, not five o'clock, maybe like three. Anyways, um, so like I was there and like I was seeing the live uh, tweets and I was also on like Tumblr as well. Like I was on both of them at the same time. And then, then I saw it and like you, yeah, you described it really, really, really well. And like, yeah, the blindsidedness was there, but it's just like, I have literally been talking about Ben Solo and Ray for like, since two years, not, yeah, for you, it was like four years. Yeah. So like my family has lived through me talking about yeah. theories about this character and this character and like the couple and everything. My family has been there from the beginning and like my family love them. Mm-hmm. They literally support every like fandom I'm a part of. So like they were there for Twilight. They went to all the movies with me. I love your Star parents. Star Wars. <laughs> I know I love my parents too. Star <laughs> Wars. Um, my whole family went um, for the episode seven and eight and obviously for nine we bought our tickets really early on yeah. and um, I found the truth out and like I'm there like sobbing on the couch like my mom's trying to comfort me my dad's like it's okay like you know you're fine all that being said I canceled like a lot of my tickets because I had shows for like because I had the tickets I think that they were for Thursday um so Thursday I had Friday Saturday and Sunday tickets I canceled all my tickets but the Thursday because my mom is like you just, you need to go see it for yourself and just watch it. And I'm like, but I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. Like, I'm at that point where I'm, like, bitter and angry and just, like, yeah. I was, like, numb. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly, like you said, I was blindsided. I honestly felt like Ben was a real person and he died and I lost him. To this day, like, I still have random, like, moments where I start crying because, you know, I lost one of my favorite comfort characters. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I went to see the movie and, yeah, I was just, I was numb. I couldn't even enjoy the kiss. I still haven't to this day really, like, I can, like, I have moments where I'm like, oh, my gosh, they kissed. But, like, I haven't felt, like, immense joy mm-hmm. about it for, like, the past two and a bit years. I think I'm starting to get to a point where I can appreciate parts of it that make me happy. Yeah. Mostly because, and maybe this is me being back into an oblivious <laughs> state of mind, but I'm, like, I'm convinced that this is not the end. Even if at one point they might have planned for this to be the end, I think I truly believe that they saw the reaction of people and they went, okay, (laughs) we have to do something about that. I would love to be that hopeful. And like, you know, the director and everyone, part of this film was like, oh, this movie's hopeful. Oh, this movie's satisfying. Yeah. So I think like those ideas kind of like scarred me for life. I think it's, we felt betrayed. There's no, yeah. there's no other way to put it. Like everything pointed in one direction, and then it was like you're being gaslit into thinking that that's yeah. what was gonna happen. But then no, you're. Why would you think that? Like why would we exactly. go there? You're just yeah. dumb. Like you just misunderstood this piece of media that spoke to you on a very deep emotional level and felt like your story was finally being told in the world of Star Wars. You know, a story yeah. that spoke to you as a woman. Ouch ouch for sure um but that being said um on the topic of spoilers I needed that spoiler or else I don't know what I would have been like if I knew if I didn't know anything going on watching that movie on that Thursday night oh it's okay so that's a question I wanted to know like do you guys think your reaction would have been the same or different if you went into it not knowing it would have been I I don't even know if I have the right I've never lived through something like that so I don't know but I, I appreciate knowing beforehand 
Yeah, as dark as it was to be on Twitter during those days, I think I'm grateful that I had two days to grieve before seeing it happen. I think I prepared myself, which other people couldn't prepare themselves. Like, they were just confronted with those images that are triggering and, and, you know, horrible to look at. Yeah. So I will say, though, this whole experience, like, whether it be, like, the spoilers of, like, the last movie or whatever, have, like, given me really good friends, like, online. Like, I feel like Marge, you and I have gotten closer because of it, too. Not that maybe you might not remember because <laughs> you don't remember Akatar. Um, but anyway. Because everything, have, like, you use everything, right? As, like, she uses literally everything we've read. She's like, oh, this got us closer. I'm like, bitch. Everything. No, shut up. You have to admit, like, me calling you on my way back from school. Like, Marge, like, I need some, like, validation here. You need to tell me about Rayla. Like, I, we literally would spend 40 minutes on the phone. That. See, what the hell is this? Do you see? What, is my friendship a lie? Do I have, like, do I imagine these conversations with you? I'm so confused. Did we really? We did. Oh my my last year, my fifth year of school, I would literally be calling you on Messenger, and then you'd Oh, actually, so maybe like, I do. But yeah, 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 yeah. She's pretending she does. Anyways, <laughs> clearly my friendship's <laughs> fake. So I take back everything I said. I did not make good friends, apparently, no, with Star Wars. No, I do. Every, t- every time something huge drops, what do I do? I call you. So stop complaining, okay? I always call you. Anyways, as I mean, to be honest, you just went for the nachos. <laughs> There's some pretty good. She was like, "Why? Why? Okay, this dude is dying. I guess fine. <laughs> These nachos are great, nacho. though." <laughs> um, I guess this could be a good moment to announce something. Us, if you want, you can announce it. No, no, you girls do, do, do it. You girls do, do, do it. No, 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 do the honors. No, 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 no. Now you're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go. So, me and the girls have planned to watch the Star Wars movies, which is six, seven, eight, no, or five, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> seven, yeah, eight, nine. <laughs> the last three movies of the Star Wars. We will make a Raylo out of her, it and I will happen. face my grief. I am literally facing all of this for you as. Yeah. We have not rewatched yeah. these movies. Since. We don't have to. I don't want you girls to suffer no, through this. I'm I'm down for it and she's down for it, okay? If it means we're making a Raylo out of you and this could be very like healing. Who knows? Who knows? It's going to be chaotic, I feel like. I'm going to be sobbing episode like I don't even know what like the third episode of this series and I'm just like, "I can't. Why would you let me watch this again?" That's gonna be it's me. gonna be super fun. We're gonna okay. have guests on the podcast to discuss them with us. Uh, S is gonna experience them for the first time, though not really, because she's technically seen like parts of episode eight and then episode nine. But the nachos were so good that she doesn't remember anything. <laughs> have you ever seen episode seven, I, The Force Awakens? I don't think so. She watched them all out of know. order, too. It's, it's, we're just going to forget that that ever happened, okay? <laughs> we're yeah, starting for- new and fresh. <laughs> forget this traumatizing conversation we have for the past 10 minutes. Right. Nobody dies. Nobody dies. <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing happens. The eye rolls. Um, anyways, 
So you have that to look forward to, I guess, if you're a fellow <laughs> Raylo. If you're not, then sorry. Uh, but it is something that we've been wanting to do for a while. And we were kind of going to go ahead and do it without S. <laughs> but then she gave us a green light. But then miracle happened. A miracle happened. We're taking full advantage of that. And she said yes, and I'm never letting her backtrack on that ever. No, no. We're not letting it happen. Anyways. <laughs> S, what about you? Just thinking about it makes me upset. Oh, so, no. um, this was back in like 2015. It was the Indebted series by Pepper Winders. Oh my goodness. Mm. Wow, throwback. Yeah. Very, throwback. Yeah, yeah, very much throwback. And oh, I love this fucking series. Like, obsessed. I would love I to go back. Yeah. And try it again. I think I read three books. So I read everything up until the last book. I remember I was like very, very excited. The book had just come out. So you know how they do like uh, it comes out like at midnight and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was excited for the following morning to get my book to read it. And I log into Instagram and this account that I was following. I guess got her, I don't know where she lives, but she got her copy and I guess read throughout the night. So she made edits, like those photo edits. She made edits and she uploaded everything. Like she made, like, I think it was, it wasn't like two or three edits. No, she made like 20. What? And she shared like a shitload of quotes and scenes from the last book. And I just remember being like really sad and like mad at the fact that she kind of did that. She didn't wait. At least for people to start it. Um, what was the spoiler? I, I don't remember. I completely like blocked out. I unfollowed her. I took the book out of my like it went to the extreme. Like I oh removed it from. Oh my god! I removed it from my to read. Uh, to that's be read. it. I've read one quote. On, I'm never reading the book. On good on Goodreads, <laughs> I took it off and I never finished the series till this wow. day. What? Yeah. Wow. This is literally like over five years later and you never revisited yeah, it? Yeah, no. S, like it completely Younger S my... was bitter, bitter. Yeah, okay. I completely Salty. killed my excitement for it, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's and understandable. I was the really fact upset. that I wish like other books like have an embargo on it or like, you know, where like they can't post spoilers after like this amount of days. I wish a lot of other things followed that. That's a good segue, actually. I didn't mean to talk about this, but uh, Bridget in season two mm-hmm. yeah. were a few days away from the season releasing on Friday. It's Monday, so of the same week. Um, and they lifted the embargo. And that annoys me. They shouldn't, they shouldn't, ra- they shouldn't lift the embargo until the day of. I, it really pisses me off because that's when people start saying their opinions on things and how they feel and that's when people start going well is it like the book is it not like the book what did they change and i hate that i i don't want that i want to go in and experience it for myself unbiased with other people's opinions because it's like even if i don't let them or try not to let them influence me they do yeah and if i see negativity it pisses me off. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, I feel like you can't really control what people are going to say online after something is released. 
but for fuck's sake, why why lift an embargo a week before? Uh, block them because honestly, I'm staying out of the Bridgerton spoilers um tag on Twitter, but like uh-huh. it doesn't stop like random little comments like coming in um yeah. You know, and like you like you feel the negativity there, but like I quickly try and just like move past it cuz I don't like I want to be able to enjoy my experience watching Bridgerton season 2. And if I read people's negative comments, then I don't think I will. Like, I already feel anxiety towards it right now because I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's, like, four days away. What it, like, am I going to love it? Am I going to hate it? Is it going to live up to my expectations? Mm-hmm. Probably not. I'm, it's not going to live up to my expectations because it's going to be something totally different. Um, but at the same time, seeing all these negative comments before the release, like, four days from now, like you said, it, like, it doesn't bode well. It doesn't feel good going on Twitter and seeing all that. For something that you've been excited for for the past year and a bit. We can talk about fandom in a different bite size. That can certainly be a conversation to have. <laughs> there are great things about fandom, but gosh, are there some awful things too. Yeah, agreed. Maybe we can just briefly uh, talk about trigger warnings as spoilers. No, but we also need oh. to talk about, have you ever spoiled anyone? Oh, right. Yes, first. Have you ever spoiled someone? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, as I've been waiting for the story, I need <laughs> to hear right, it. Yeah. I think I told you, girls. That's why I don't like when it comes to, like, sh- like sharing, like, what the book is about. And, like, when you girls ask me certain things about certain books, yeah. I don't like talking about it because I feel like I talk too much and no, get into the it. conversation and then I, like, spoil something. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious we spoil a lot of things on the podcast. Yeah, we do. So for me, if this was a couple years ago. Um, I had a friend read the Love Me With Life series by Taryn Fisher. Mm-hmm. And she was reading the first book. And she asked me something about it. Yeah. She asked me some type of question. And I answered. But the way I worded the answer it kind of, I guess, insinuated and kind of spoiled the following two books. Mm. And, like, she cut on, like, right away. And she's like, wait, so this and this happens? And I'm I'm trying to, like, backtrack. And she's like, no, like, and I guess that ruined it for her. I don't think she finished the series. Oh. But it wasn't intentional. She asked me something and I answered. But, like, I just the way I worded it, I guess, is spoiled. Something I need to tell you. If I'm asking something to know about something like content of a book a movie a tv show i actually mean it same nothing pisses me off more than me asking for a clear answer on something and then the person kind of like saying things but not saying things because they're just trying not to say exactly like what Mm. happens and i'm like no bitch just fucking tell me like it is like i am asking who (laughs) dies who does what would who when how how many people? Like, I want to know. I need to know. Um, have you ever spoiled anyone? So, I don't mean to. It's like, so my sister, I don't know, she is the worst person, basically, to watch anything or read anything with. She would be like, okay, so what happened? Can you just tell me? And then uh-huh. if I tell her anything, she'd be like, I didn't want to know. So, like, it's more so, <laughs> Come like. Come on. You can't do that, though. Yeah. So, it's just, like, now I, I go to be, like, I'm, like, that person that's, like, I'm not going to tell you anything. So, like, I'm that person with her because I don't want, you know, that to happen again where, like, I spoil something. And she's yeah. like, I didn't want to know that. Um, so, no. Yes, but no. I haven't, like, spoiled. I don't try to spoil things if you don't want to know things. I'm bad. <laughs> I'm very bad. And, like, sometimes it is intentional. 
in the sense that like please understand that this comes from the fact that I love spoilers so yeah. my natural thinking here is well, if I if this spoiler would make me excited to read it, then maybe that would make someone else excited to read it. <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> trying to justify myself. <laughs> I mean, I don't spoil like huge things, but I will spoil things. Okay. If I'm excited about something and like I'm discussing it with someone and I'm trying to make them read it or be interested in it then i will sometimes share little things i will say i've sharing like sharon sharon <laughs> sharon why why is sharon <laughs> <laughs> who's sharon <laughs> it's my ghost now. <laughs> who the fuck is sharon <laughs> it's my ghost living in my basement um, <laughs> the only person i tell spoilers to no um <laughs> hi sharon say- <laughs> Sharon says hey back. (laughs) God, Um, I will say that I've shared fan art for couples if I want someone to read a book or watch something. I've done that. Does fan art count as spoiler? I mean, for Throne of Glass, yes. Because I'm sharing, like, art with, like, Aelin and Rowan. And she's not (laughs) Aelin in, like, the first two books. I almost shared the Sam and Selena art. But, like, my sister already got past it. And she won't read Assassin's Blade. But I'm like, I almost shared that with her. And I was like, you need to read it Uh and experience the trauma. Well, see, the Sam thing in Throne of Glass is something that I've definitely spoiled for people before. I don't even feel bad about it. (laughs) Well, he's not Endgame. All right? I'm just like, hey. By the end of this book, he's gonna die. He died. He's already dead in the first book. He d- uh, and yeah, but I usually tell people to start with the assassin blade, the assassin's yeah. blade, so so they don't know Sam yet. Usually, so I think I started the assassin's blade because of you, but I don't think you told me what happened to Sam. No, but sometimes, well, okay, here's what happens. Sometimes when I do tell that to people, they're like halfway through those novellas, and then they will message me like. I have a feeling something bad is going to happen to to Sam and that that that's when I start spoiling things. But I don't I don't like straight up say like he dies, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then usually they're like, does he die? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I remember asking you how I should read Throne of Glass because I had read um Akatar and Akamath and then I was like, I need a Sarah J Mass fix and then yeah. I was like, how do you recommend I read it? And then you had said, uh, read the Assassin's Blade first. And so I did that. But I remember you telling me beforehand that Sam does die. Not that you would remember. I knew Sam um, dies before I read those books. <laughs> I spoiled that for myself. I knew that she ends up with Rowan, which was, again, like a yeah. perfect example of, of a spoiler that, make, that made me want to read the books. Knowing yeah. ahead of time that she ends up with Rowan and that it happens in the third book, I was like, oh. This is interesting, actually. I want to read yeah. these books. So moral of the story is, don't talk to me. <laughs> if there's something you're excited about, don't talk to me if you know I've read it or seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. Spoilers or not? I personally, like, there's some triggers or, like, some things in the book that I personally, for me, I don't want to see. Mm -hmm. um that being like obviously cheating or like no cheating no emotional cheating no physical cheating no what's that what's another one i don't know 
No, pen pal cheating, nothing. <laughs> pen pal cheating. <laughs> so emotional cheating is a hard no for you? Yeah, because it's all cheating. Okay, here's here's a question. What if, because there's a, there's this is like a trope sometimes. It's not that yeah. popular, but it happens sometimes where the hero and the heroine or whoever, the, the main characters meet, you know, in real life. Yeah. They know each other, but then they also know each other through another, like, say they are pen pals, but they don't know that they're pen pals. So they're they're emotionally attached to two people that are actually the same person and they don't know it. Yeah. Is that cheating for you? Like, or, or is that the kind of cheating that you're okay with because they think it's two people, but actually it's one? So, like, okay, so the fine print by Lauren Asher basically is that um, they're pen pals, but then he's also, like, the boss, like, her boss. Not pen pals, but she needed someone to help her with, like, like drawing, like, she's, like, the artist to, like, complete her sketches for, like um, like, a park or, like, a a ride at this like amusement park she needed help with that so he ends up become like creating this person uh-huh. to help her out and do that and then during that time they start bonding but then also she has like this asshole boss um but i believe he knows who she is but she doesn't know who he is but um i don't know i feel like i don't know i'm like a level they know what, what, do they know each other in real life as well in that book yes they do okay I don't know. I just, like I said, I just feel like they're the same person. I don't know, man. I, I find it was okay in that book. And it was okay with um, Love in the Afternoon. That's not the right book. Is that the right book? Yeah. With Lisa Claypass? Well, if you are looking for the whole uh, epistolary romance where they, they think that they're in love with different people, but actually the different people are the same people, uh, Love in the Afternoon... Lisa Clayfass, the fine print, apparently. Who's the author of that? Uh, Lauren Asher. Lauren Asher, and then uh, Punk 57? Is it 57? 49? Yeah. Punk. 43? <laughs> <laughs> I never know. By Penelope Douglas is also that. Um, it's, it's a, I like that trope. I do. But it's kind yeah. of rare. Like, I can't say I've seen it that often. But uh, it's it kind of adds a level of angst that ultimately it's like it feels good. It's good angst because you know that they're going to be fine because they're the same people. So, yeah. you know, it's not like it's like a fake love triangle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But back to the question, which was trigger. Why did we end up talking about cheating? Because you started talking about cheating. <laughs> I'm sticking with this idea uh-huh. and this, like, you know, phenomenon that I must have been cheated on in my past life <laughs> really badly. Whoever that motherfucker was. <laughs> I'm feeling it through lifetimes. Um, well, I am of the opinion that trigger warnings are not spoilers. I feel we are talking about this now. <laughs> I'm like, this is the third time I'm trying to bring this up. <laughs> um yeah trigger warnings i think are extremely important i don't see them as spoilers i think uh trigger warnings are actually something that are there to help someone who might be hurt by content um Mm -hmm. and so they're there 
as a safety measure for those people to right away know that something is not for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. although past Sephora needs to know about the cheating, so I will uh, search that one up. Yeah, but then you can just look at the trigger warning yeah. and there it is. Plus, yeah. like, plus, I will say there's this new trend with trigger warnings slash content warnings where it's like this huge paragraph that lists a bunch of shit that happens in the book. And it's like, is this supposed to not be enticing? Because I'm being enticed by this. Oh, gosh. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, I don't know, but you're kind of checking some kinks here that I, I didn't know I had until I read them mm-hmm. in this blurb thingy trigger warnings list that I'm like, hmm, I want to read about that. So, you know what? I, I say put the trigger warning there because if anything, it could make some people want to read your book. So yeah. Case in point. That is so true. That's happened to me more than once. I will oh, yeah. That. Feel free to reach us online and let us know how you feel about spoilers. Have you ever been spoiled? Have you ever spoiled someone and felt really, really bad about it? Or maybe you're a Marge and you're like, I've spoiled people before and I don't care. So feel free to let us know. Um, I think bottom line is three different people with three different uh, opinions on spoilers. So there you go. Uh, if you want to find us online, you can find us on Twitter at the RTM Pod as well as on Instagram at Romancing the Monsters Podcast. You can also email us at romancingthemonsterspodcast at gmail.com. YouTube, just search for the name of our our podcast. You should be able to find us. Uh, What else? TikTok, Romance and Monsters Pod. Am I forgetting something? I don't think so. Uh, Lastly, if you're looking for me specifically, I'm on both Twitter and Instagram at Foes and Lovers. And you can find me as on both Twitter and Instagram at ButThisBook. And you can find me, Seth, on both Instagram and Twitter at Foes with Woes. And also, just a little bit of woe. I can't speak today, guys. (laughs) Stumbles over her words once. I can't speak today. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Shut up! I mean, am I wrong, though? (laughs) I've been having issues this whole episode. No. (laughs) All right. Should I say what I was going to say or no? Go for it. And uh, please feel free to subscribe on any of the podcast platforms. It would mean a world to us. And if you'd like to leave us a review on any of the podcast platforms, that's a lie. You can leave a review on Google and Apple Podcasts. And you can subscribe everywhere (laughs) (laughs) hey guys wherever you can leave a review leave a review and then if you want to subscribe or follow us please do (laughs) and also this is not an invitation for you to come spoil our dms so please don't yeah (laughs) goodbye we'll see you next week (laughs) bye (laughs)